Kanye is kind of right. The Jews do control the media because there are a lot of affluent Jewish founders or CEOs of these companies. This is me saying my thoughts as a Jew, but not for the Jews. Do you think that Balenciaga will make a comeback? If the rich people who buy Balenciaga are already weird type of people, why would they stop buying Balenciaga now? The main topic is depression. Yes. So, so. <laughs> when did you start slipping into the depression? Welcome back to Under the Influence, the juiciest, delicious, scrumptious show on the internet, sponsored by Nectar Hard Seltzer. Seltzer. Hey, okay, if you guys are going to sit in today, you guys need to do it with enthusiasm. <laughs> Welcome back to Under the Influence, the most succulent show on the internet, sponsored by Nectar, Nectar Hard Seltzer. Seltzer. Unique Asian flavors and no weird aftertaste. You can now get us online. To, we ship to 45 states. Use code UTI for 15% off your first box. And help us keep the lights on. Oh, I like the little ASMR there. Now slurp. Wow. Hear those bubbles? Can you actually hear it? Wow. No weird aftertaste. Wow. Unique Asian flavor. Um, and also, we have just launched, uh, we are secretly launching, so if you haven't had, we have a new flavor, passion fruit orange guava, and we just launched it in Hawaii. Again, that's, that's, that's secret. So if you're hearing this and you live in Hawaii, go run out to the stores. It's in like 7-Elevens, Foodlands, select locations. We'll be doing more announcements soon. But that's just a little tip for you guys. And so as you can see, we got a very different cast today. So, uh, Wutak got, um, what was he getting? Like, he's... Yeah, you don't know how to talk into the mic, man? Hey, is that recording, Singular. by the way? Singular. Is that recording? Yeah. 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 Singular. He has his, uh, wisdom... He had his wisdom teeth removed. Just one? A wisdom uh, tooth. Tooth. Two. Two. Oh. Two. Two. Yeah, so he's out. So, we still want to plug his amazing bar tools, and Vit is also out. So, we got some very cute guests today. I'm white number one. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and I'm white number two. <laughs> okay, we we did not tell we them to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Are what? you sure I can say my name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Aaron. I'm Brando. Oh, nice. Brando. Very cute. And Brando's actually, you've, you've seen him before in, yeah. in episodes. He sits behind the camera most of the time. Hey, I was in one. And we got, a, we got a very special camera. We got another special guest. You got to see our production crew, basically. What's your name? It's Eddie Spaghetti. Eddie Spaghetti. He's already cold. Does everything a noodle can. What? <laughs> I'll introduce myself as... Uh, Spanish and talking one. to the mic, man, you the one always yelling at us uh, about audio, one. and you'd be, ta- you'd be pointing that thing at your chest. I'm Spanish one. Spanish one. <laughs> Juicy Latina one. Can I get an intro, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your name? My name is Esther. Oh, now I you whisper. It. Yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot it. Um, before we, we continue on with some of the topics today, uh, you know, you two have never met each other. No, we have. <laughs> but, but, but not, not in depth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah not in depth. Uh-huh. So I have a funny game. Mm. And oh Okay, God. actually, rock, paper, scissors, because one of you is going to have to go first, but it will be funnier for me to reveal it afterwards. All right. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh. <laughs> what the? Oh, well, okay, I'll shoot. Okay. <laughs> Your rhythm is... <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, shoot. 
still did it. Okay, okay, so you can choose. I'm not very smart. Okay, okay, you lost. Disqualified. Yeah, you can choose. You can. Okay, so now before I say, it, you can either go first or second. I'll go second. Okay. Okay. So. Wait, I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah. Now that yeah, you guys I just protect myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going first. Yeah. Now that you guys met each other. Just because you guys don't know each other well, look at him and stereotype him based on him. <laughs> Judge him. What do you think he does for a career? What do you think his interests are? What's his body count? <clears throat> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> I thought you were like 18. <laughs> okay. 18. I feel like um, you skate. <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything. Don't say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a skater. <laughs> um, Who do you think his favorite music artist is? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I'm trying to think. Um, she Mac doesn't know Miller? music. <laughs> okay, <laughs> keep going. Just some, just some white shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, um, Mac Miller. I feel like on on his free time he might make like bracelets. With beats. <laughs> hold, hold, hold up. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yes. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Hold the knife. Flex the chain. Yeah. Oh, and he works. Eyes. He works at Urban Outfitters. <laughs> That's a good one. What do you think? What's his favorite uh, food? Wonder Bread. Oh, damn. Yes, Wonder Bread. I just Wonder Bread. enjoy Wait, just her eating. Sorry. You know, it's a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. but what do, you, what do you think he really likes to eat? Chicken strips <laughs> with the chicken strips. Yeah. Wait, um, mm. like quesadillas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that the was that the correct pronunciation? Spanish one. No, that's how he says it though. She going in. She going in. Okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, now he gets to roast me. Yeah. And hold on, let me wipe my tears away. Yeah. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Should you reveal if any of that was correct? Um, <laughs> He's like 90%. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, what are you? <laughs> That's funny. I feel like almost none of that was accurate, except yeah. for, um, like, I like Mac Miller for sure. Mm-hmm. I used to love him, like, when I was in high school. He kind of fell off for me until he was brought back to me. But um, that was, like, the only true one. I skate, I longboard, but I don't like skate like that. I'm a poser if I dress like a skater. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I like white bread. Don't get me wrong. He's like, I love beads, but not the kind that you're talking about. Yeah, I like wearing the beads. I haven't made them. But, um, oh, so you, was, don't, you don't just sit down and just yeah, craft no, friendship bracelets? <laughs> like, <laughs> or be like, this, this is the right pattern. <laughs> yeah, right. Red, yellow. <laughs> um, no, okay. Fairly accurate, though, because everything you mentioned, like... Uh, I wouldn't dislike doing like it wasn't <laughs> super far it. off. Like. By now you've seen us drink this beautiful drink, and this is Nectar Hard Seltzer, the first Asian-inspired hard seltzer featuring delicious flavors like Asian pear, lychee, mandarin, and yuzu. Now, unlike all those big brands out there that have the disgusting aftertaste, we got rid of it. There is no weird aftertaste in this. We actually started Nectar two years ago out of my garage, and because of a viral TikTok, we took off. And because of supporters like you, we've now expanded Nectar into five states, California, Hawaii, Washington, New York, and New Jersey. If you'd like to get a box of Nectar, here are four easy options to choose from. Go to our website, NectarHardSeltzer.com, click on the store locator, and the store closest to you will pop right up. If we're not in any stores near you, next time you're in your favorite store, ask the manager to stock us. You'll be genuinely surprised how well that 
Network. And if we're not in any stores near you yet or we're not in your city, you can order us online. We ship to 45 states. And if we can't ship to you, send us a text. That tells us where we need to go next. Drink Nectar Hard Seltzer, unique Asian flavors, and no weird aftertaste. Now back to whatever the hell they're talking about. Wait, I'm excited to hear mine, though. Um, hey, hey, go, <laughs> go in. Ah, oh, shit, it's hard. It doesn't have to be mean, just be honest. Mm-hmm. honest it's hard it's because I've obviously watched the podcast a bunch, so I know a little bit already, but if I were to just take a glance, um, and I know you're dressing up for the podcast and uh-huh. stuff, but I'd say because no, of... regular <laughs> outfits. I'd just say because of your appearance, I'd probably assume that your work would have something to do with that, whether it be modeling or oh, that's nice. only <laughs> fans or whatever whatever uh, type of work would involve looking like that. Um, okay. Just, you know, well kept. I don't know. Um, what, favorite, so nice. what favorite foods? Food. I mean, hot Cheetos. Yeah, hot Cheetos. <laughs> Stop putting words in his mouth. He no, never I mean, said I would that. say, I mean, I saw you eating pizza rolls before the show, oh. so it's like not super far off. Um, <laughs> uh, I think you shop at Trader Joe's because the coconut water, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, maybe I think you probably watch like awful girls shows with a lot of drama that is like oh, about like, relationships, like the dating shows, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think her type is? In men? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I already know, but... Wait, what do you know? What do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say what do you know. Oh, I guess I, oh, I, guess I just know... I guess I don't know. Um, no, I guess I would it. have assumed that your type would be... I don't know, okay. I guess I would assume the type would be just like a, a stronger, larger, more confident man that's just not a pussy. Just like... Stereotypically, maybe someone who works out, someone who's Andrew like, Tate. That's what I was gonna say yeah. too. Somebody really? who just is always at the gym. <laughs> yeah, Actually, like, okay. just like a brolic, <laughs> just like a manly man, like a stereotypical, just like kind of meathead kind of manly man. I don't know if that's offensive, but no, like, I think, he just, I think he just described Wu Talk, but no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank I wouldn't you. even, I wouldn't even give Wu Talk that. Wow! Oh, wow! Wait, thank God he's not here. Clip it. I think Wu Talk uh, has a has. Levels of depth, depth to him. Oh, you're like, saying like she's, oh, she oh, dates I, I would like, like Brando with muscles. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just dumb meatheads. Like a bro, like a bro. I think you're smart enough to not need a smart guy, and you're just gonna go for an attractive guy. I don't know. I thought that too before the last episode. What was the last episode? The trivia one. <laughs> Why is he? What a, Wait, what happened? I thought you were smart before that. Oh. <laughs> You fooled, <laughs> fooled him. No, these he are funny. actually bet it on me. That's why. What kind of what, what, what kind of car do you think she drives? Um, oh, if you say Nissan Altima, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear um, probably to God. like um, like a base model of a luxury brand, like a base Mercedes like, or like a base BMW. You know what's funny? You guys were both like very far off from each other's really. <laughs> so the lesson learned today, guys. What I was trying to teach here is. Never judge a book by its cover. Wow. That All was right. good. Yeah. That was not the lesson. That was not the lesson. <laughs> yeah, so was any of it accurate or... Um, wait, hold on. What did he say? Favorite food? Hot Cheetos? Yeah. No. <laughs> but I, I, I do be like snacking on those yeah, <laughs> with yeah. tahini. <laughs> she took it up to the other level. So yeah. that is your favorite. A specific kind. Yeah. 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 Um, she has her own recipe. Yeah. Car, car-wise, I actually drive a not base model Toyota Camry. 
Very okay. practical. 2022. Yeah. But she's um, leaving out a very important whatever. fact. She used to drive a... Shut up. <laughs> Nissan Altima. <laughs> and it was red, too. I thought I was feeling you. <laughs> <laughs> and I also had hair extensions, so like it would like bother me. I'd be like, oh, God, I'll take it off. and like, start like throwing it in the back. That was pretty bad. Do you... Do you have an OnlyFans? Yeah, what do you do for work? That's the biggest question. Um, I'm a sushi chef. I have a restaurant. No way. Yeah. Wow. I know. You wouldn't have guessed, huh? Because I do, I do go in showing my titties, you know? Hey, guys. Welcome to my sushi spot. Yeah, wow. That's, um, what else it's also a strip club. Shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? What, was, what else was it? I don't that was know. Most of yeah, it, yeah. I, was, I just thought that was a funny game. Yeah. Oh, nice. and I don't really funny. watch reality TV shows. I oh, don't. Really? Yeah. No. Okay. How well do you know Eddie? I want you to. Oh. Actually, would it have been funny if Eddie and her guessed you because they don't know you the best? Mm-hmm. All right, now Eddie. it's too late. But we should do Wait, that. Why not? I mean, Eddie kind of knows him. And oh, okay. you, we already kind of just explained him. That's also a hilarious game for just new guests. It's so I funny. Don't know the cast. It was good. It's it was so good. Funny. funny. I was like, I was because you guys are also polar. Like I know you both very well, uh-huh. and you guys like. I don't think if this show didn't exist, you guys would never cross paths in like yeah, the activities right. you do or like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Hundred percent. Yeah. It was good. I don't think I'm trying to think. Would I be friends with all of you guys if I was just not in the same industries? You know what I'm saying? It's weird because I don't have a good grip on what your social life is really like outside yes, of none, work. Yes, none. That's why I know. Right, because he turns his work into his social life, and the lines are so <laughs> blurred. But it's like I'm not sure what you would even exist as without this. To be honest, like, what would you do on the weekends? What would you do? I have a personality, man. That, I know you have that a personality. Normal? You've turned you've turned your personality into that. You've mixed the two. Like I know you you do working out and stuff like that. But I'm I don't know what like would we be friends? I have no idea. What the fuck would you do on a on a Thursday afternoon? Well, just because I like music and going to those types of events, or I did, I feel like we would be friends on that right, aspect. We would bump into each other at the same type of concert. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah. I, but it may be a barrier. I'd be like, who's that weirdo? Mm, right. I keep seeing that weirdo everywhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 Would I be friends with Eddie? Hmm. I feel like he would be mean to me if I crossed him in New, New Jersey. <laughs> You'd live in, yeah. In New Jersey? Yeah, you're from, oh, yeah, from sorry, New York. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Who talks from New Jersey? Yeah. Like, don't ever say I'm from New Jersey. I literally got so offended. I'd probably bump into you mm. at the park and then beat you in ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd hate him. And then I'll take your lunch money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bully. He's <laughs> just a bully. That was just a little warm-up topic. And the one thing I did want to talk about that we're all seeing in the news is the Kanye situation because it's obviously escalated to another level. And the reason I wanted to bring up with you specifically is because you do have a bit of a Jewish background. And so I think that the point that you had made before the Alex Jones interview happened was interesting. Um, yeah, what was – because overall you, you had some – because in the beginning, some people – there was a bunch of people that, that were like, oh, Kanye like Kanye's kind of right. The Jews do control the media because there are a lot of affluent Jewish founders or CEOs of these companies. But you were saying, hey, it's more poisonous than that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember – Yeah, so basically first I want to start off by giving a disclaimer that while I am Jewish and was raised Jewish and have my own Jewish experiences, I don't necessarily want to speak on behalf of Jews or like speak for Jews because obviously there are Jews who have way more different experiences than I did and who take it far more seriously and who might think much different thoughts than me and might feel very strongly about it. So I don't want to speak on behalf of Jews and like clear anything like, oh, I'm a Jew. And if I think this, we all Mm -hmm. think this. So I just want to say this is me personally saying my thoughts. I'm going to glue that shit to your lips. (laughs) This is me saying my thoughts as a Jew, but not for the Jews. But 
basically what I was saying was, <laughs> He was so scared to get canceled. He gave no, a no. monologue for the disclaimer. I, I'm just saying I have my own friends who will see like a Jew say something online and they'll send it in the group and be like, this, what he's saying is bullshit and he's making us look bad. It's like, well, yeah, I don't want any mm. Jews to see me like, look at this mm-hmm. Jew saying stupid shit that we don't actually think. It's like, yes, I'm Jewish. Yes, I was raised Jewish, but I don't necessarily know or align with the overall popular Jewish opinion. Like, I don't know with everything happening with Israel. I don't know, like, these things. I was just raised Jewish, right? Like, my mom and dad were Jewish. That's how the fuck it was. It doesn't go much deeper than that for me, so I don't want to speak out of line, is, is mm-hmm. what I said. Fair. But, basically, the conversation that was happening was... By the way, we're going to cut that whole front part, so it's going to It just jumps Watch in. time, man. I'm Jewish, and basically my opinion... <laughs> Um, no, but basically the conversation was that Jews control the media, which is, you know, a popular conversation point right now. And people were saying, okay, well, it's a lot of Jews. And even if it's 90% Jews, they, they say Jews control the media, which is a lot of Jews. It's probably more. It's probably more if I'm being honest. But someone was saying even if it's 70%, they still control it. Even if it's 60%, they still control it. Someone was saying even if it's 51%, if someone has the majority of something, theoretically they control it, which is it's just a weird thing to say. But... I wanted to clear up that saying Jews control the media, even if it is 99% Jewish people in the media, it's not that all Jews control the media. So let's say that the media is controlled by 99% Jews. I'm a Jew, and I'm not a part of it. But by saying Jews control the media, people who don't understand that think that all Jews control the media. So I, a random Jew, have some effect or control over the media. And it gets dangerous when people think that the random Jews that they know in their lives might have an effect over the dangerous media happening right now. So it's weird to say that Jews control the media. Because I'm not in some big group text, you know, where the Jews are like, hey, should we put this on the media? And I'm like, no, show me your phone. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I really, I saw like a Jew on TikTok doing a whole sarcastic bit. He was like, yeah, I got the message in our big Jewish group text. And someone duetted that. And they're like, see, I told you, I told (laughs) you. they were serious? Yeah, they were dead serious. It's just tough on TikTok with misinformation. Mm -hmm. Everyone's really young, so it's weird. But the final point I wanted to make, not final, but the, the, the conclusion on this wraparound was even if it was 99% Jews that that are running these media corporations and are the CEOs and all of these things I wanted to say that nothing inherently about the Jewish religion has to do with media or money or banks or lawyers I, if if 90% of the people who control the media are Jews we can say 100% of them are rich Probably 98% of them are evil. So do we hate rich evil people or do we hate Jews? It's weird. We can put we can categorize these people in a lot of things. A hundred percent of them might have hair. Do we hate people with have hair? But nothing about having hair has to do with the media or money or any of these things. So so, so nothing in the Jewish religion speaks on media, money, control, lawyers, powers. Nothing inherent about the religion and practicing it and studying it has to do with these things. So just because a lot of them happen to be in these positions, those are just evil fucking douchebags. Ninety percent of Jews would not claim these people. The Bernie Madoffs of the world, these horrible Jews that have done horrible things. We don't claim them. We hate that. But nothing that they did is inherently attached to the Jewish religion. So mm-hmm. people blaming Jews for things. It's unfortunate that a lot of Jews have done a lot of bad things, but nothing about the religion has mm-hmm. caused that. So I just want to clear the Jewish thing. Do you, well, so I guess the other thing would be like, if, if you're all if you are, if Jew, if, what do you mean, you people? <laughs> if, if, but if ninety-eight percent of a group, right, share that similar thing, could you? That could be like 
you know, there's not Asians that are dipped. It's not like those guys are all working with Asian people. It's it's very particular. They probably have a when you're part. Of, I can't even get a sentence out. When you're part of a group and you share some kind of similarity, you immediately like, oh, you're Jewish. I'm Jewish too. Let's do business together. You there's a totally. trust barrier that that that. It's kind of an unspoken rule. It's why black people support each other. It's why Mexicans support each other. You know, races group together. Totally. So with that being said, is there, I guess, I, I get what you're saying, but then if a bunch of Asian people do something evil, wouldn't you say that they group together because of their common interest of being Asian and inherently they're bad people, but they started to group together because they had that common interest of the race or whatever it was. Sure. I think I think what you're trying to say is like because there's a large group of people that are feeling safe to identify with each other and some of them are doing evil things, do you think that potentially evil people are using that as a platform to align with similarly evil people? Yes. Yeah. So that can be said about any group of people and and exactly. I agree with you and it is dangerous and it's hard to say and I'm not just going to go ahead and say like the Jews have never done anything wrong, but it's hard to say the Jews. It's mm. hard to say the anything. I can't say the Christians have never done the mm-hmm. this, the Catholics, the that, the that. There will always be a group of outliers in any larger group of people that are fucking evil because that's humans. And there will always be people who will take advantage of those systems mm. to align with evil people. I mean, same same way as you're seeing it in Judaism. If someone wants to take over media or banks, sure, they'll align with fellow Jews. And if I was growing up as a Jew, yeah, I had a lot of mentors or like people in my congregation like this guy's a lawyer this guy's a banker whatever I had a lot of people that I could talk to I could learn that shit early so I I could do those things if I wanted to but the people who have evil intentions will always align with groups Mm -hmm. like whether it's a cult or selling God or selling things that you know people will latch on to for your own evil intentions so probably do people use the Jewish culture and the Jewish community to fuel their own evil intentions uh, definitely mm. and I, I mean people do that in every religion but do people do that in every group every single religion yes N- not even religion just group in any congregation of community that you could take advantage of someone evil will take advantage of it do you guys have any other thoughts yeah you just have to tread lightly with um, yeah, you, you know you, typecasting <laughs> because what it's like pointed up and you're like talking over it no, it's fine. I'm. I know what this I'm doing. This guy's Mike Police you don't over know here. What you're doing. <laughs> Mike Police. Yeah. She don't know. I'm Excuse it. me. <laughs> you want to say sorry? Sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, we saw it with like 9/11 when when that shit happened. People would just blame anybody who was brown, you know. Mm-hmm. And the way that Kanye talks is now that the people that look up to his music or whatever are now gonna be like anybody I know that's Jewish is associated with the things that he's talking about and that's just not the case you know mm-hmm. yeah. right like that's it's tough like right you see him releasing screenshots of his his physical trainer and stuff and it's this totally evil jew and i can look at it as a jew and say that's just an evil person mm-hmm. it's like where's the jew in it that's yeah. just an evil fucking person who happens to be jewish it's ter- it's, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate mm-hmm. but um yeah it's like you yeah, can't it's typecast like, everyone into that it's like a like uh <laughs> my mom was a terrible driver so oh. you would just be getting accidents. I'm like, you are ruining it for the rest of us Asians. <laughs> and, and women. Like, you're and just, women. The stereotype yes. is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> old people. She, she checked yeah, up and all old the, people. It's, it's oriental old people ovaries mm-hmm. that are the bad. <laughs> she had all three. I'm like, dude, this mm-hmm. sucks. It's just the individual. It's really not mm-hmm. like a whole group. Uh, wait, do you guys believe stereotypes exist? Um, yeah. Oh, that's kind of... <laughs> now that we talked about this... Um, I Let think me think. patterns exist. Yes. Yeah, patterns. 
I think stereotypes 100% exist because when you're surrounded by groupthink or you're involved and there's certain ways to do things and you're surrounded by everybody doing it a certain way, mm-hmm. of course people are going to behave in a certain manner. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not um, using those patterns to like judge everybody you know because stereotypes has a, has a negative connotation nowadays mm-hmm. which it didn't always have that i don't think but mm-hmm. yeah you just can't like totally you can't expect somebody to do something because totally and yeah because of, right like as a jewish person i i can confirm multiple jewish stereotypes for sure true a lot of them but i can also deny a shit ton of them so mm-hmm. i assume for every other stereotype for race and religion i'm sure a lot are true and a lot are not true mm-hmm. you can't Typecast people. How much right. did you hate Borat when it came out? I lo- I fucking loved oh. Borat. Jewish people love Borat. That shit's oh, really? Hilarious. Yeah, Sasha oh. Baron Cohen's Jewish. That shit was a oh. was a gag. Yeah, I mean, either, I mean, some were offended because it was always like, no, give that me shit gold. was funny. Give me as hell. Gold. Oh, the horns. <laughs> Let me yeah. see your gold. The Jew gold. <laughs> Shapeshifters. You love it. You love it, huh? The Borat was hilarious. <laughs> I just like people that nice are nice. Told- try Jew. Hey, but on the stereotype thing, right? Like, you're like, oh, try not to think about them, but. Some of them are just like, you can't just erase them out your brain. Like if I go to one of my Asian friends' house, I know I'm going to be taking my shoes off and I know they're going to have a rice cooker on their kitchen counter. Yeah, but even yeah. you, you grew up around white people, so you, you've dealt with it where people are going to be like, why aren't you good at math type shit? Yeah, but I mean, but even then, it doesn't bother me because I'm like, you're right. Like, I suck. He and most, suck. most, most no, of I mean, our that's the, my Asian that's brethren the are shit to laugh at is stereotypes uh, against your own, you know, yeah. cultures. The small dick one hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're thinking. I saw. He tried to say that he was like the math one. Wait, what's one of the stereotypes? For I'm people. average, by the way. Just putting that out there. Jesus. Prove it. No, I'm kidding. Oh, oh, oh. Um, like, <laughs> check that. Get the ruler. Uh, the Jewish stereotypes are like big noses. Oh, okay. And like, which is like, it's hard to say like, I mean, I don't want to. start listing them off. Stingy. No, we're just like. Yeah. I can say that Aaron does not have a big nose. No, you have to see it from the side. <laughs> it's, it from it's, still, the side. it's still, it's still proportionate to yeah. your face. It's, it's like it's, it's weird because like. But he like, is stingy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I guess we'll say it like this. Because like obviously when you look at an Asian person, you can see they're Asian. When I look at a Jewish person, a lot of the time you can see they're Jewish from facial features, whether it be the nose or the hair or just eye mouth structure, mm-hmm. just face structure. You can kind of see it in Jewish people. And other people have said that too. So it's like, do you guys, I don't know. I, I mean, there's nothing to believe in there because it's mm-hmm. just true. But is that a stereotype if you say facial structure? Facial structures across races and religions are similar. It's also di- it's so difficult to talk about since Judaism is a religion, but th- Jewish people are both a religious group and an ethnicity. Right. It's very it's like one of a kind, and you could come into Judaism at any point in your life technically. So any of us could, you know, subscribe mm. to it or. But you, you know, can't go into a. Any but you race. couldn't say like, oh, you know, Eddie looks Jewish because. Mm-hmm. He could have, you know, mm-hmm. same with Muslim, you know, a lot of athletes or whoever, you know, turn to that later in their lives or, you That's know. True. So. Okay. True. Well, um, speaking of hate groups, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you guys see what happened with Balenciaga? Yeah. And my question, my simple question, do you think that Balenciaga will make a comeback when this is all said yes, and done? Yes, 100%. Every, every fashion brand has had some mix up like this. And I think it's it's just about probably like two months of 
decline sales and then they'll be back to normal. They always come back, like Dolce. Dolce and Gabbana, yeah, the blackface yeah. stuff. Are you guys going to continue to support Balenciaga? Am I going to continue to buy Balenciaga? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I mean. I don't even have the money for that because yeah. people are not subscribing. <laughs> True. Um, There's just tacky, though. I don't care what tacky. people say. It's always been tacky to me. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. is like I've obviously never bought a single piece of Balenciaga. And I, most of the people commenting on the situation probably haven't either. You bought I just love them saying that while wearing a Pikachu shirt. Like <laughs> telling us about fashion. It says, it says <laughs> Louis Vuitton. Oh, he's picked a side. He picked a side. This is hard. What are you talking about? So you still be wearing like PE clothes from middle school. Yeah, of course. Saving money. Um, no, but I... What what I think is just interesting is that they they can get away with something like this. It's like, yeah, it's like where do people draw their morals? And it's like people that are hated on Balenciaga are going to be wearing it again. It's mm-hmm. like, I just think that people always uh, are trying to find a reason to care mm-hmm. because it's the hot thing to care about. And it makes them feel good like they're like speaking their mind and then it's just brushed under the rug. And then they're upset about something else in a couple months. That's the thing that's annoying to me. I think that what Balenciaga did was stupid and also like disgusting and also like weird. But it's also like, hey, it's corny with all these people that are like, fuck Balenciaga. It's like you never mm-hmm. cared about you don't care about any of this stuff. No, right. Like no, that's the point I, that's what I was trying to say is like they still have their demographic, right? Like as a fashion brand, you want to be respected by everyone, whatever, but they still have the people who buy their shit. So it's like they could piss off as many people as they want, but until they piss off the people who buy their shit, nothing matters. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with being canceled. It's like, okay, you can cancel someone like Andrew Tate, take him off all the platforms, but all the people who like him still like him, and they'll go mm-hmm. find him. So until the people who care about you stop caring about you, you're not canceled. You're just re-platformed. So if the rich fucking people who buy Balenciaga are already pedo type of people or already weird fucking racist type of people... Why would they stop buying Balenciaga now? Like, just to say, for Kanye, for example, like, after he's saying all this anti-Semitic stuff, I see all the comments on TikTok, like, damn, I don't know, I didn't like Kanye before, but I love this guy now. And it's just like, obviously the popular opinion probably isn't anti-Semitism, so he's probably going to lose his popular demographic, but not everyone is going for the popular opinion, like Balenciaga, for example. I don't buy that shit. 90% of the people commenting on this topic don't buy that shit. They can't afford it. So until they piss off, people who actually do support mm. them they'll be fine mm-hmm. which which brings me to a good question on the same topic do you guys think Kanye will recover from such statements like this I mean yeah just he just has to <laughs> yeah it's funny all he has Quick. to do is drop yeah. a banger mm-hmm. that's it all he has to do is just drop an incredible album and people will be like ah it's so good like people still listen to R. Kelly people still listen to I, I just think I just think everyone has like a, a line of what affects them personally so Kanye can literally say I love Hitler and unless you're someone who is personally ever affected by that you can only care so much until he drops another banger but mm-hmm. let's say you're Asian and Kanye says like you know I hate Asians or whatever it is the next time that banger comes out, you'll still probably be thinking of that. So it's like until he pisses off literally every single solitary person that would listen to his next song, he'll probably be fine. That's I think there are some things that just cross the threshold of, of racism or sexism or whatnot. And food, music, and fashion are probably those three things that people are still going to... They're, they're going to submit to their... Um, their Carnal desires. Because like... <laughs> 
people still eat at Chick-fil-A knowing their views, you know? That is so true. That chicken fire too yeah, damn yeah. fire. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. That's so Wait, true. Wait, I have a question. Do you guys think that um, people posting public apologies are a good move or a bad move? Totally situational. What, what, mm. what are you referring to specifically? Let's see. Let's just say like Chris Brown apologizing for beating Rihanna. I think he didn't. He I don't think he apologized, right? He, but he, like, did, a, but he like, did an interview, but that did? was like a long yeah. Time but he, ago. I don't I don't know if he apologized. He never said it. But yeah, but, yeah, but, like but then apologetic. again, like after that, you know, people hated him. They were like, oh, he's a he's a woman beater or whatever. But he didn't apologize and kind of own up to it, I guess. And after a couple of years, he's back, and that's everybody the, loves that's him. That's the thing. I don't understand how Chris Brown still gets work like that. And the thing is, like. I understand. I, I've been told from people on the other side of the industry, like, I, I can understand why people will still listen to him because mm-hmm. they don't fucking know and people cardinal interest, whatever, like you said. But why? I don't understand how he still gets work from professionals. Because he's going he to give you he's gonna give you a hit, which is going to give you money. Well, that's, money is I guess the NLBO. Well, what, I, what I've heard a bunch from people in the industry was that, like, uh, I mean, I don't... I'm, I'm the messenger, but what I've heard a bunch is that, like, it was... It wasn't necessarily that Chris beat Rihanna, but it was a fight. It was a it was yeah, a two sided fight. I've heard that, mm-hmm. and that and that obviously those pictures of her face were fucking terrible. And there's like really no excuse for shit like that. But it was a fight. It was self defense. Like it was driving a car. It was a lot. Of, she was beating the shit out of him. Whatever the situation was, but mm-hmm. I think he still gets work because people know the deeper story. And so, in terms of an apology, mm-hmm. is it important in that case? Him doing that interview, and it wasn't really an apology, but more so clearing the air and, mm-hmm. and making clear what happened. That was probably very important for him, mm-hmm. or else he wouldn't be mm-hmm. still getting work. People would just mm-hmm. say, "Oh, he beat the shit out of Rihanna," and I don't think professionals would still hire him, regardless of making the hits. Or I don't know. I mean, you're deep in the uh, industry. I promise you, if Kanye goes to any artist right now and says, "Yo, let's do a track together," hundred percent are saying yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Even if they don't agree with all the shit that he's been doing, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, that's a." Kanye I don't know. Hit. I don't know right now, though. I think they're gonna wait a little bit. The Alex, but I see Alex what you're saying. saying. No, no, you but do I see not. What you're saying. You do not. I mean, Kanye is a once in a generation mm-hmm. type artist, and you know whether you like his music or not. Like, if he comes to you and you're like, you're given this like golden genius or whatever you want to call him in the music industry. People are going to take that opportunity, even mm-hmm. if it's like at a time like this. Mm. But it's like, but you don't think that someone would consider their own brand being tarnished working with like an open yeah, Holocaust I think, right. denier? It's too, it's, too, it's too hot right now. Give it like six months and people... Well, that's the thing though with music is that you don't put out a song right when you make it. Too. Ah, so it's like saying. you could plan ahead. Generally, songs... Um, don't come out for another year. I'm just imagining he records the song and Kanye's like, I'm gonna drop it tomorrow. He's like, Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Six months. The yeah. lyrics are just like pro Hitler. Like. I mean, it works. It's it's similar to like when when some when it, uh, at least in hip hop, when a hip hop artist dies, all of a sudden, all the features that person ever did start coming out in that year. Yeah, We're, I still hear Juice World on features. I still hear XXX, Nipsey. It's like it's it's really gross that they do that. I think personally, 
if they pass, I think the song passes with them. I don't think you should be oh. making money off wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. What if they've already recorded it? You know, I hate when they take like demos and they somehow no, cut it. I, I think if they also recorded it, say the song is finished, is ready to be put out, and that person dies the next day, like that song goes oh. with them. Really? But what if they were like, they want that art to be out in the world? It's they, a finished song. So they knew them. they were going to die. They knew they were No, they didn't know they were going to didn't know he was going to get shot. Yeah, they, they didn't know they, they would die, but that's their final piece of art. Oh. That they were like working. That's like, a very unpopular like, opinion. I feel like. Like let's say no, he recorded. Like people still would... make money mm-hmm. off Mac. They still make money off X mm-hmm. more than anybody. There's still XXX projects that come out, and that's yeah. just that's just taking advantage. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, because the, that, the, makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah, but they weren't finished mm-hmm. pieces. Like they I think artists need to have wills like early on because mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. In, in ter- a lot of the money after the fact goes to the family, which is typically a good thing. But in like X's case, for example, he had terrible relationship with his mom while he was alive, and now his mom has like done a lot of. I mean, I don't want to speak on it because I don't know too much, but a lot of pretty disgraceful things, releasing albums and merch and all this over and over again, and collecting so much money and buying jewelry, this and that, and it's totally beyond what X would have wanted artists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but in someone of like the case of like mac miller dying like a few days after an album comes out let's say that 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 he died a few days before it came out but he finished this album wanted to give it to the world like if if a family member like closely associated to him had put that out i'd feel better about that like they well they did the, they they there was a project that they were working on that wasn't finished and with the family they decided on who which producers should be allowed to finish that project i don't think it See, was that i, don't I didn't like, think it worked out well i don't like creatively, taking demos but, and like yeah. finishing no no that's demos. what i was saying if yeah, yeah. but the taking demos finished done, songs, finished songs should be get should get released if there's a release plan for it but i don't right. think i don't think a label should hold on to an x song and be like all right, let's uh-huh. put this out in two years when people are uh, the anniversary comes of his death type shit. Wait, so I have a really good question for you. You might know the answer because I'm because now that I'm still seeing X verses coming out years later, do you think it's these artists that were sitting on them, or do you think that literally whoever's in charge of the X whatever is like selling verses off? I, I think it was MIA just had like X on a song or something crazy. It was like MIA and Juice World or something the crazy. The state holds on to it. They have full control. The old manager, the label, they have full control of those. They're looking through the demos and they're deciding who those go to and how much money they can make. But do you, th- do you think that they would literally sell a verse to an artist that the live artist had never worked with, never Absolutely. even met? Absolutely. It's, it just gets gross. It, dude, it it's like, gross. dude, imagine, it imagine a bunch of just corny label heads being like, MIA is trying to make her comeback after Paper Planes. How cool would it be if we took XXX Temptation and mm-hmm. put it on an MIA song? They literally said that. I don't want to over. It might not have been. I think it was Juice World, and they definitely knew each other. Dude, so I don't, I don't want to miss either way. On the way here, it's like that. Yeah, I it's literally like that. heard a Juice promo from the radio station. Like, yo, this is Juice World. You're listening to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's disgusting. Yeah, that's weird. Didn't, it's really weird. Didn't they have a, a, a it was XXX and Little Peep and like. Didn't Lil Peep have like issues with X before, and then they dropped that song? With really? No, 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 no. They actually, I think, in, even in the documentary or whatever it is, uh, they eventually they were friends. They had respect for each other, but mm. yeah. But I mean, even then, right? The Lil Peep thing was the same situation. They put out a full album that was like just pieces of his voice. Like that shit's so fucking weird to me. And they, yeah, and the and the final Juice World album was just. Sections of the, songs. the reason why that the labels do it is because when a music artist dies, their streams will triple within the next like two to three months. Big old bag money. Well, signs. well, here's another interesting thing. I, I don't want to say any names, but like recently an artist passed and their camp was pulling songs off of 
he, he was featured on a lot of different albums and they were pulling songs off of albums saying choose one and stuff like that. Like, why would they do that then? Wait, what, where do you think the reasoning is for something like that? For that, my thinking is let's control how we can put out this music instead of just letting it out however we thought. We just need to be able to control it. We have less now moving forward. Yes, we, we need to, to ration it. this. Yes, because... Or either... I don't know. We just need to control it better. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, well, so the overall kind of topic for this episode was depression. And we have a, a very special guest today that's going through it. <laughs> I don't know how to... I don't really know how to dive into this, to, to be honest. The first thing I... Yeah. Yeah, what the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we can redo that. <laughs> we can cut all this. Yeah. Well, well, the first thing... Flash it on screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he has Anyways, anyways, I gotta go. <laughs> no, I didn't know how to transition. Well, the first thing is, like, I think that um, we haven't... We have a brief idea of what your background was, but, uh, well, I don't know. How do I even say this? I'm like, are, am I cool to say that you're depressed? Or you don't even know what it is? You're going through something. Life change? Going through shit, man. Yeah, you're going, going through, through shit. shit. Um, and, and, and maybe maybe if you could talk through, like, um, uh, yeah, what, when did you kind of realize you were going through something? That sure. Day? It's kind of, it's hard to admit, like, not to you guys, but to myself. Or it's hard to, like, not even admit, but, like, even understand or become aware of. It was basically just the feeling of, like... I was so active, accomplished so much, was so creative, was doing so many things. Well, give your background. So for the listeners, at least, like what you what what were you doing beforehand that when you felt very productive? I was doing music stuff. I was in. I was DJing. I was doing social media. I was doing shows. We were touring. I was in college. So I was touring around the country, going to different colleges and doing tours with big Instagram pages and when in, before TikTok existed when Instagram was still the thing and I was doing a bunch of cool shit like growing a, a brand making a bunch of money like making all my friends a bunch of money like creating a bunch of fun shit for us all to do so it was high output high intensity still getting no puss no <laughs> zero bitches no I was loving life like it was great and there was a total path for the future it was just do this forever you know and then COVID came and I obviously had to cancel all that shit. And I had maybe like 15 shows that I had to cancel. Or it was maybe like, like literally 10. your entire business and life got ripped away from you. Yeah. In like an literally my entire business and life was live events. And then in an instant they said no more live events. So I was like, okay, we're like, they're like 30 days quarantine, you know, no, mm -hmm. no live events for 30 days. And it's like, Two years later, we're all still fucking locked up, and I haven't done any live events. Like, by this time, I don't even know if I'm interested in it anymore. I'm out of college, so it's like, do I even want to be this guy going back to college parties? Like, I never really, like, <laughs> never really, like, leveled it up in that way. I was, like, looking at social media differently. It all just got kind of weird and different, so I tried going to TikTok. I had, I had a ton of energy. They were, like, um, quarantined for 30 days. Um, no one can like do live events for 30 days or whatever. So I was like, okay, I have all this energy. I want to be creative. I want to create content. So I did a live stream for 30 days. I was like, all right, I'll go live for 30 days. The quarantine never fucking ended. You guys remember this shit. They said 30 days. What was that? Was that March? Yeah, it was no, like March 20th. Yeah, March 13th was the day Mar everything. March 13th, really? 2020. Yeah. Now I'm sitting here four and a half months into a live stream mm -hmm. that I thought was going to be 30 days. We're all still locked up. Like, I'm living in L.A. Fuck concerts. You can't even eat in restaurants. Remember? Mm -hmm. Six people only in the mm -hmm. parking lot. Mm -hmm. Like, shit was crazy. So I was just feeling 
very low output. I stopped the stream. I was like, you know, I don't love this. I don't have the same drive for this as I did my music career and stuff like that. But real quick for the audience again, when he says his live stream, he was literally live streaming for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He would literally prop it up, go to bed, and people could watch him sleep live so on TikTok. Yeah, it was funny. I like I would like wake up in the middle of the night to just like 10,000 people like commenting like, I think he farted. Just stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> Wait, I have like, a question. Uh, Why did people like watching you do that? Was it like sleep? comfort? Like no, no, like no, do everything. Like your whole stream. It's yeah, like Truman Truman Show. I think it was a lot of comfort. I mean, a uh -huh, lot of uh -huh. the the most common like thing I would see is that it felt like we were on a FaceTime, like mm -hmm. a really long FaceTime. So there's a lot of people out there who just like how I'll listen to a podcast while I'm getting work done, or how people could, might be listening to this podcast mm -hmm. while they're just doing random things. Or how you might want to be on the phone with a friend where you're not necessarily mm -hmm. talking about anything. You're both kind of cleaning or doing laundry, but you're just on the phone with a friend. Or if something mm -hmm. comes up, you'll say it or whatever. Like, I don't know if you've ever done that, but I used to be on the phone, phone with my friends, friends for hours mm -hmm. just for no reason. But people just felt like it was a really long FaceTime. And yeah. I don't know, you could always just at any given time, if you needed someone to talk to, kind of, mm -hmm. you could log on. It felt yeah. like you were on FaceTime was, with that's someone. That's really smart. It was weird. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And then... And then it was also like a gimmick. Like people wanted to just see if I would keep doing it, like mm -hmm. how long I would actually last yeah. and stuff like that. But there was something funny that you said where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this for 30 days. In the beginning, you were like, I would get like five viewers, 12 viewers. And then on the 30th day, you said something hit and it just went nuclear. Really, it was like on the 100th day. But that's why my biggest, this is a whole separate conversation, but my biggest tip for anyone who's trying to grow on social media is consistency. Like no matter what you do, mm -hmm. if you do it consistently, you'll... Be good at it. Thanks, Gary V. Okay, Gary Lee. But, um, no, uh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, what was the question? Oh, oh, yeah, when it exploded. So, like, the, it's the comp, it's the compiling effect of it. So, like, if you see a TikTok that says, hey, I've been live for a week, you're like, okay, that's kind of interesting, but you kind of scroll. If you see a TikTok that says, hey, I've been live for a day, you're like, okay, that's interesting. I've been live for a week. Okay, weird. When you say, like, I've been live for a month, you're like, wait, what? And you click it. You're like, this motherfucker has been doing what? Then when you see I've been live for 60 days, you're like, what? When I was hitting, like, day 100, like, I had a few TikToks around day 100 that would get a few million views that was like, I've been live for 100 days. Everyone is like, what's going on over here in this corner of TikTok? And people would join the stream and thousands of the chat were just named, like, Aaron's different things. It's kind of a long story that I want to explain, but... Yeah. The compiling effect of just doing something for so long, it's its like, it's not that anything was different on day 100, it's just the fact that that's how long I was doing mm -hmm. it for is what made people really interested the in Mr. it. The Mr. Beast effect. The Mr. Beast effect. And, but also, uh, I thought was interesting was um, uh, just you're a, you still had an ability to get people to... Like, you would create little viral moments. Like, like hey, everybody, change your username to Aaron.whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you would make them do certain tasks that would... Because I started noticing I'd be on random TikToks and just see in the comments, like, Aaron dot, Aaron's, like, toe, mm -hmm. Aaron's toaster. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, so, you know what's actually hilarious about that? Like, you created a meme, a TikTok meme. You know what's crazy about that? Like most memes... I did not create that. I could never have created that. The community created that. Just, like... I was live streaming for so long that there would be so much random shit in my room and I would have this little Pikachu that was on my desk and all of a sudden one of the chat members, one of the people in the chat was named Aaron's Pikachu. And it was like, Aaron, help me, I tipped over. And it was like, Aaron's Pikachu and I looked back and it was tipped over and I was like, oh, oh shit, what the hell? And so then everyone started catching on. It was like, Aaron's blankets, Aaron's, you know, lamp, Aaron's this, Aaron's that. Mm -hmm. So now there was, and I would 
then I would say, okay, if you guys make an Aaron name, I'll follow you back. Mm -hmm. So I have thousands of Aaron like army now where all my video comments <laughs> just had like just Aaron names on it and all the profile pictures were just screenshots of different like shit around my house. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. just so funny and random. Mm -hmm. But like I didn't create that. That was <laughs> totally just so the community. I thought he was a dictator for a second. Like, <laughs> it's a cult. I was, yeah, I was over here like, wait. <laughs> wait, it really uh, is a cult. Uh, did you do anything embarrassing while you were sleeping on live stream 24-7? Fart. Yeah, so this was the weirdest one. Um, I loved wet all... dream. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had a crazy wet dream on stream. No, um, the weirdest the weirdest Aaron's page, which I loved. I mean, it was all really cool. It was all really interesting. But the one that really made me look at things differently and kind of be more aware of what I was doing and really self-conscious was there was a page called Aaron's Reflections. And all they would post was edits of when I was off camera but the stream was still running and they would see my reflection oh in my something God. like glass <laughs> oh or like a mirror or yeah. something. So they were, there would be videos of me like working out on there and different things. And I can only imagine they probably caught some shit that they didn't post. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I can only imagine there was something. But when I saw that, I was like, damn, like I gotta even be aware of like uh -huh. what in the room is reflective because that was Brando. <laughs> yeah, it was Brando. <laughs> was it not creepy? Which at one all? of you motherfuckers? <laughs> no, uh, it was creepy. I mean, it was yeah. creepy. I mean, the creepiest. Turned me on though. It, no, I mean, there was a lot of creepy aspects of it because, yeah. first of all, I was Omega doxxed. Mm -hmm. You can't go live for four months without people knowing where you live. You can't. Mm. So I have hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of people that know where I live. I'm live all the time, so they know if I'm home or not. So you have, you know where my house is, you know what's inside of it, you know if I'm there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like obviously everything was very, you know, creepy. People would run up to me on Fairfax and be like, yo bro, I saw you sleeping last night. And like, oh, yeah, I'm a DJ. Like, and so that's when I started to realize like I don't really necessarily like the persona I'm creating online or I'm mm -hmm. becoming known for something that I don't necessarily want to be known for and mm -hmm. that's always advice I've had to people online there's a million ways to get views but make sure that you're getting views for what you want to be seen doing mm -hmm. so you could eat a pile of dog shit and get 10 million views tonight <laughs> but then you're known as the guy who ate the pile of dog shit <laughs> so it's like when you're when you're doing these 10 million views you say yeah <laughs> we need subs and it's like when, when you're doing these you know clickbaity viral things to try to get views make sure you're you keep aligned with what you want to be known for what you inevitably want these followers for mm -hmm. because if you're sleeping on stream and you're gaining 10,000 followers every night when you're asleep and then the next day someone's like yo I saw you sleeping you're like I'm more creative than this like <laughs> I'm a fucking DJ like I was touring around the country doing all this shit like I had fucking hundreds of thousands of followers before the live stream like I was already a content creator at heart so when my content output was so bad, when the content I was creating was so fucking lame, like all the clips were just me standing in my bedroom talking to a screen or like fucking cooking pasta, just stupid shit. I'm like, I, I wanted to walk away from the stream. So that was a quick tangent. Well, but so what we're really, the, the main topic is depression. Yes. So, so, <laughs> so, so the stream, so you stream for five months straight, 24 seven a day. Got and a then, million followers. Yeah. And then, and then when did you start slipping into uh, the, the depression? No, like honestly, before the stream, like when COVID happened, mm -hmm. looking now that I can look back, I can notice that it was like in that first month realizing the shift between 
live events to digital content, like where my whole career was performing and entertaining in person and making a thousand people in front of me like have fun right there versus like trying to do this digitally, trying to recreate an experience where also I'm a f- coming from the fucking music industry and this is the dark ages of TikTok live streaming where you can't stream music that that you don't have copyright claims over. Mm. So I could play fucking nothing. I mean, I could only play royalty f- royalty free music or like shit my friends made. I was like texting all my artist friends like send me whatever you got. Like It's from my stream. I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, no, but so yeah. So when I basically when I started realizing that content shift, something internally was just kind of like, I was just realizing. I don't. It's part of growing up too. But like, basically after trying live streaming and me not really liking it, and then stopping that, and after a year, because I've been off the stream for like two years now, after like a year of even that, and my output was just so low. It was just really just like unmotivating, demotivating. I like didn't know what I wanted to do anymore. So like I tried music, it was all right. I tried live streaming, didn't love it. I tried music, couldn't do it anymore. And then fell out of love with it by the time it came back. Tried live streaming, never loved it. Tried crypto and NFTs, got fucking rubbed for all my money. Literally lost tens of thousands of dollars. It was the worst six months of my life. It was so stupid and I learned so little from it. And um, so like after doing all these like ma- like pouring myself in, all into anything I do, like I'll go two feet in and I, I, when I love shit, I love shit and I'll do it till I'm like the fullest extent. But um, after like doing this so many times and then like after like a few months of not having something like that and I, I have nothing to pour all my energy into and I'm like have nothing to grind on. It just gave me a lot of time to like reflect and think I wasn't as busy. Like, I don't think I've ever been mentally stable if I'm being completely honest. I don't think I've ever been perfectly mentally stable, but I've just been so busy and so entertained and enthralled with what I've been doing that I hadn't had the time to like stop, think and reflect on my situation. So now that I've had so much time to stop and think and reflect, I've had nothing to do, no project I was working on, nothing to pour myself into. I'm like, wait, this really fucking sucks. And I, you know, don't feel good. And so after months of that, I think it's hard to like accept depression or even admit you have depression or even know for sure. Because I'm always like, do I have it? Is it this? Is it that? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel good. Sometimes I feel bad. And you see other people and how they're dealing with it. And you're like, well, I'm not that. Like, There's no way I could be depressed. I had the similar thing with anxiety and I think it was depression, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, right. Where you can't, you don't really know. You can't self-diagnose. And then, and then my fucking psychiatrist says, yeah, you have mild to severe depression. And it's like, well, do I admit it then or do they not even know? It's like, mm-hmm. when do I have to admit it to myself or what's the situation? Like, it's just hard to navigate that shit. But I think the real, real true thing that I deduced from all this about what depression really is, is it's like, or what, what crippling depression is. I don't know if I have crippling depression or crippling anxiety, but whatever it is, it's crippling. I can't go do the things that I want to do. And I think what that is, is when you've like, and and I'm totally just being a pussy, but when you've like tried to do something with all your might over and over and over again and you see that it like doesn't work over and over and over again, even though it has worked to degrees, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm a complete failure, but when you keep trying to do things and they keep getting ripped away from you from means beyond your control or just other things, you become demotivated. And then when you start to think, oh, I'm going to go do the next thing, your brain starts telling you, no, but it's just going to end up like all the other times you tried. And you're like, well, maybe I like this. And they're going to be like, well... 
don't fall too in love with it because you're going to get it ripped away from you. Or like, maybe I want to do that. And they're like, well, you're going to lose all your fucking money again. So don't put a bunch of money into that. So I think depression is like all these past experiences keeping you from actually just moving forward. And that's kind of how I felt is that just like crippled in the way of like, can't get out of fucking bed because I just know it's just going to be some bullshit today that I don't feel like going through. Mm. And like, like on a big scale, like projects that fail, but even on a small scale, like let's say I wanted to clean my room today and didn't and feel like shit for it. Tomorrow I'm not going to get out of bed because like, oh, I'm just going to fail my fucking goals again. Like, and you just start beating yourself up. I don't know. But I think that was the loop I was caught in and still kind of am. But in a way... Like you've seen, I've been pushing myself. I've been live streaming again, not a plug, but I've been live streaming again a little bit here and there. And um, I've just been trying to like, I guess back early on in my life, everything has been like passion driven where I want to do this. So I'll just go do it. I want mm-hmm. to do that. So I'll just go do it. And right now I don't really want to do anything. So it's hard to just let passion drive me. But lately I've been forcing myself to do things that I may want to do. I may not want to do. You won't really know until you try doing them. That's what I've found out. But on that tip, that's, that's another thing for me. I I think I had a mild uh, sense of depression too. When I realized that I no longer wanted to be in the music industry and like, I couldn't sit at my office desk. Like when people would talk to me and I, I like wasn't anything I was interested, I just couldn't bear it. I couldn't hide my like I'm I'm I always wear my heart on my sleeve. It's hard for me to just fake a smile, right? But something that you said was really interesting is the idea of force. And I think that to achieve we have this idea because social media are you cold? Um do you want my jacket? Aw. You guys saw that? Ill. Um, the the idea of so so what I think is like people think that there's an easy button, and and again social media kind of highlights that right. You see all the fun things other people are doing, but in reality, it's like happiness, enjoyment in life t- is just as hard. There's so much discipline that goes beyond it, and it's it's more times than not not something you're gonna intrinsically enjoy in that moment or in that month or for the three months. It's like the idea of delayed gratification has been completely lost. 100%. People can't just accept, accept the fact that life is really, really, really hard. And the, if you can't even do something as basic as like putting the right fuel in your body, eating healthy, then how can you ever expect to, to, to be happy? Like, if, right. like even in that moment, the McDonald's Big Mac tastes good. Long, in that moment, you're, over time, you're going to be going bad, right? You're going to get fatter. You're, it just makes you feel sluggish. It doesn't make you feel good. Except for the moment when you're putting it in your mouth. Beyond that, it's terrible for you. No, that, so it's, it's a strange world. thing. That's the whole world with TikTok and everyone's super short attention spans now. Is they just want, there's no delayed gratification anymore. They want whatever they can have right now as fast as they can have it. So people aren't willing to wait for those things. And like you said, the, the first step of doing anything is being bad at it. Like unless you're some fucking savant, you're not just born learning to be great at the piano or like knowing to be great at the piano. But the piano is not going to be fun until you know how to play it. It's like with Fortnite. Like, you can go lose every game. It's not going to be fun. But once you get good, once you get better, the game gets fun. So it's like starting anything, you're going to be bad at it. And being bad at most things is fucking unfun. So it's like if you ever want something to be fun, you have to go through the bad, unfun part, force yourself to do it, get to the fun part. Like So so uh, we can start to get in some of these questions because they relate. Well, first of all, have either of you, either the three of you, been through depression? 
Like that you were Did like... you say yes? Or? Huh? No. Okay, so is there a difference between feeling depressed and being depressed? Because, or, because I, I feel like I have been very, very sad for like a very long period of time. I, and I'm not sure if I could call that... Sorry. And I'm not sure if I could call that depression because I never went to, you know... It's a great question, and I have no idea. And this is, I felt the same way. It's like, not until a psychologist told me I was depressed. Mm-hmm. Like, does that make it official? Like, yeah, I don't if know. someone mm-hmm. told you you were depressed, would that make it official, or is it mm-hmm. just how you're feeling? Honestly, I don't know. Here's an interesting question. Here's an interesting question, though. Someone said, "Why does no one talk about how labeling labeling yourself as depressed can make you more depressed slash enable your depressive thoughts?" Which I 100% agree with. The idea of feeling and being, you, I could be feeling sad, but I am sad. That's a huge thing. You're now training your subconscious mind to be like, oh, I'm a sad person. It's like, no, you're feeling sad. You don't, you, you aren't your thoughts, right? So your depressive thoughts, if you start to accept them as who you are, that's a very, very dangerous territory because totally. now you're tying that yeah. to your identity. I think this is why I didn't want to admit that I was going through depression because I'm also the type to not talk about my feelings. So I feel like if I was to like cry or be sad or whatever, like I felt that people were gonna call me weak. So every single time I felt sad or like felt depressed, I just kind of shrugged it, you yeah. know, but like I feel this way, but you know, I don't think I have depression. I just feel sad. You that's know? that's not healthy either though. I know, right? I know. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's why that's why also the first step, right? If anybody is having these thoughts or feelings of anything that you guys have mentioned. Go get a professional to help you out well, with this. I mean, yes, I agree with you, but but like we're all just saying, like it's kind of weird because I was kind of denying it, I guess, or I don't know what what I was doing, but I was kind of avoiding it too until the fucking psychologist or psychiatrist, whatever, said you have mild to severe depression. And then for the next week, like I was pretty fucking sad, like trying to accept that. I'm like, shit, I'm depressed. Like, is this real? I have to take antidepressants now. It's like. That that was depressing. Mm-hmm. Being told I'm depressed, I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, it's true. Like, well, that's another thing. Growing up, um, growing up in a very Asian household where like mental health is not a thing, um, there was environments where I felt so much pressure and I didn't know how to pinpoint it. And then as I got older and I talked to a psychologist, they're like, that's anxiety. Like you're you're a highly anxious person. And here's like they tried to put me on benzos, things like that. But I was just like, I'll keep these if I'm like, if I ever have a panic attack. But other than that, there was other things that they implemented. They're like, okay, like meditate, like try to stay off this. Don't like go on social media so much. Here are the things that are triggering anxiety. And once I understood that I'm an anxious person, labeling it was helpful because then I could look at what other people have done to kind of get out of it versus being like, why am I so impatient? Why do I get so pent up? Why can I not, like, why am I not able to control my emotions in these certain situations? Being somebody saying, Oh, you're that's that's all the signs of an anxious person. Here's what you can look at. That was very helpful for me. So it's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's true. I think I think probably the same for me too. It's hard to say because like I'm still in it. Like I'll know more looking back on it. But probably good that I went and got diagnosed and started to mm-hmm. just to <clears throat> acknowledge it head on. What What about you? Yeah, he never told us if he was. Surprised. No, I've never been. <laughs> In a situation like that, just he's like, you I'm, guys are weak. <laughs> weak. Robots don't have yeah. depression. Yeah, I don't. It's well, I don't know if I can like get to that place just because of. I also can't get to the place of like extreme happiness. So <laughs> it's a trade-off, you know. I'm, I'm just stuck in the middle. <laughs> I do per- think. I do think that it's. Uh, I think that if you if you weigh it out, 
I think it's easier to be in a negative mood than a positive mood because it takes more effort to to get to like a happy expression or happy moment. Um, whereas if to be negative, you could literally just be sitting home alone and be just like sulking or whatever. Yeah. And then that just piles on where if you're sitting home alone, you're going to have to reach for something to get happy, right? You know, mm-hmm. people reaching for TikTok or or you know goofy little vape or the vape don't or, hide it under the table or whatever yeah you, you, you it takes a little bit more effort to be happy so that's why depression can just linger because mm. it feels good you know people don't talk about that but but being being in that sort of mood it gives you the same feeling that happiness does so you know people are can get addicted to it and then you start to mm-hmm. it just sticks with you, you it's know? interesting so it gives you the same mood as being happy because like some people just like being miserable and like i've felt that at times too like um like if i'm sick or something or if i've been sick for a few days and don't want to get up and get back to it i just like like being miserable for a second someone literally wrote is it weird to miss being depressed after being depressed for so long yeah that and it's and so the, the dopamine trigger that happens in your brain that's like that satisfying thing right whether it's positive or negative, it doesn't know. It just fires off dopamine. So if you're fueling that with negative thoughts, that's super addicting. And if it's easy for you to feel bad for yourself, mm. like that's why that's why people say like gratitude is one of the most powerful things. Like when's the last time if you simply just wake up every day and or at, before you go to bed, just write three things you're really grateful for. And when you start your morning, same way, you'll be very surprised over time in different situations in your life when it's shitty. You get in a car accident or something, you're like, well, at least I don't have my bones broken. Like it, that was a huge shift for me or something that helped because I realized like there's so unless you're training your mind to look at the things that you're grateful for, like he said, there's more negative things that happen in your day than than positive. So also just on a global scale, maybe not so much individual, but if you're talking back again about media, is that media thrives off negative stories and stuff. So you're constantly being fed just negative um emotions and negative info or, or whatnot and it's, you know if if a, somebody saves you know a kid from a burning car or whatever it's like okay we'll give them a 30 second segment but let's talk about you know this negative shit all these murders for for 10 minutes you know mm. so it's uh you know it's more likely that you can fall into that than like fall into constant state of happiness. What would you say are your top three healthy activities to help navigate out of depression or if, if you're not depressed, sour mood? Well, I don't, I, yeah, like I said, I don't know about depression, but um, one thing is as corny as it sounds, just like smiling naturally will trigger you I to smile I ain't never seen real. you smile, man. I'm trying to give advice. He only <laughs> smiles when it's like him like torturing somebody. I, like I said, I don't <laughs> get to these negative, but another, <laughs> another good thing is um, that I try to do is literally go outside if you're in a sunny area and just point your face towards the sun. <laughs> look you at the sun? To, don't, you don't have to look at the sun, but literally just take in the energy and uh-huh. it, it feels really good and it'll, it changes uh, you know, the chemical balances of your body for the mm. rest of the day too as much as people clown liver king like his nine ancestral tenants are just like common sense like good things that people should apply but the simple thing when i look at anybody that's not doing well in their life i'm like are you sleeping well no are you di- are you dieting well like are you fueling your body with good food no and uh are you exercising no have and you it's had like, snacks 
throughout the day. Snacks, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, like, the body is a very simple mechanism, and most mm-hmm. times, more than not, the food you're eating, your body is fighting. You're not sleeping right because you're on drugs or you're staying up late or you're Adderall. I'm not saying, like, you're on, like, cocaine or anything like that. And people just aren't exercising. It's like those three things, you're going to feel a lot Sleep better. Sleep is actually probably the most important of anything because that's the reason that they have sleep torture. It's like keeping mm-hmm. someone awake for a week mm-hmm. will destroy their brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any healthy, like when you were going through your sadness, what were the kind of the things that helped you? I don't think get it's healthy. It? Um, I, when I was going through this, I would love to watch sad movies and just cry. <laughs> and then I feel like when I was, because like I said, I don't really like to show emotion. So I would just be in my room, watch sad movies, and then just cry. And then once I'm done crying, I felt better. Hmm. And I think maybe, I don't know if that's healthy or not, but that helped. Sounds healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds healthy. It was, like, it was like the one time I could just like, like let my emotions out. It's kind of like you're like self-diagnosed or like self-help, figuring out how to help yourself because you didn't find mm-hmm, the professional mm-hmm, help. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? You know, you're kind of going through what has helped you. Or what have you tried that you're like, this kind of works? I can tell you what doesn't work. Okay. Vaping, (laughs) weed. He's like vaping. It's all temporary, (laughs) but over the long run, definitely uh, makes it worse. I'm proud of you, man. Video games doesn't help. Mm -hmm. Sugary foods. Sugary foods. Processed foods. Processed foods. Just makes you feel like shit. Like if I go eat a bunch of chicken tenders versus if I go eat like a nice chicken Caesar salad. I'm going to have a better day on the Caesar salad versus a bunch of greasy, nasty chicken tenders. Okay. Personally. <laughs> Does not register. I'm like, I'm like, when, I, over, when I'm sad, I get like all the food, like stuff that I want to eat. And then, you know, I eat it and I'm just like, damn, that shit was good. After I feel good. You're happy in the moment. In the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be pissed on the toilet. <laughs> oh, these bowels are great. I'm okay. Good. Let's change the subject. Girl. <laughs> wait, what about, wait, what Girls about you? don't poop. <laughs> Girls don't poop. Which camera do I have to look at? Okay. What about you? What do you do? I am purely about the compound effect, doing small things. So so when I say get your sleep right, get your diet right, get your exercise right, I'm not saying go out and do like a fucking ultra marathon and then eat only fucking raw liver. It's just like, okay, wake up, go on a 10-minute walk and commit to that for two weeks and see how you feel. And then also make sure that you're eating food that's not processed. And then start there. That's it. You don't have to do it. You can eat. People think that healthy eating is gross. It's like, do you like ribeye? Do you like cooking it in butter? That's literally healthy. Like, that's what I eat. Oh, yeah. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just simply saying it's like people think that healthy eating is like eating Brussels sprouts, and it's not true. It's just like right. – and people are like, oh, cooking is – that's more expensive. It's way cheaper than eating out. So – um, yeah, for me, it's just like small compounded things, consistency over time, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and also just like little things. Wake up, write three things you're happy about, read a little bit, and you're going to feel better overall. You're going to feel yeah. more productive than pulling out your phone and staring at TikTok all day. So I've started doing that more, actually, like little things little to change things. my um, habits or my mood, I guess, because I feel like I do things... Um, like when I set my mind to something, I want to do everything all at once and that never works. Right. Very short term. So like little things like, you know, uh, I'm like, oh, okay, I want to work out. I want to get fit. I'm not going to go to the gym for like two hours a day, right? right? And I'm just going to be like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym, but I'm only going to go for like 20 minutes. And I do that, you know, consistently. I feel like it, it helps more. Definitely. Yeah. yeah Port- small bites. Tortoise mm-hmm. in the hair. Uh, so this is a little fun little trivia question. 
I, I suck would you at rather trivia. have a would you rather have a million dollars cash today right now or would you for the next 31 days you get one penny but it compounds for 31 days so day one you get one penny day two you get two pennies day three you get four pennies day f- I can't do, do the I math get to after use that. my calculator no you got to pick one of I'm those. assuming the penny because the question's probably tricky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. One one to the 30th power is like, and what was the other dollar amount? You just get a million cash. Cash? A million? Yeah, a million cash. <laughs> what, what about the pennies? Cash? Are the pennies? Yeah, well, at the end of the day. You... I do not want a, a billion fucking pennies. I'm taking I mean, the I cash. mean, they'll, they'll, they'll write you, like it'll. Who's writing me this check? <laughs> You're not making this question. Do, do I have to tell the IRS or what? No, no, no. You got to keep it all. You got to keep it all at the end. And you can turn the pennies into paper money or put it in your bank, whatever This you is want. what I would do. I would take the million and I would bet it because it wasn't my money to begin with. So it's, it's house mm-hmm. money at this point. So I'm going to take that money, bet it on something, and then... So, just put I your know, phone down. Maybe like decimals. a s- seven-way parlay. Okay, okay. So, so you pick the, the million cash. <laughs> just pick one. Don't explain your answers. Oh. This guy, I think he can beat the book. <laughs> Actually, I got funny betting stories about him. He always wins. Million cash. Okay. The pennies. Okay. <laughs> I know the pennies are gonna win, but I would pick million. I'm, I'm just, I just. Wrong. All right, it's let not me explain. Wrong. No, 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 no. You can still get a million cash and be happy. What's two to no, the thirty-first no. power? No, no, no. Do, don't even do the math. All you gotta say is until like. Day day up to day twenty six or day twenty seven, you are still under a million dollars, and then all of a sudden it compounds and you end over like ten million bucks. And that lesson is the power of the compound effects. Doing yeah. simple things over time is going to always oh. yeah. It's two hundred and fourteen billion. Two hundred fourteen billion. No, it's yeah. not. No, it's oh, not. Oh, the, the decimal over time. So it's. It's less. It's two billion. It's two not, I don't think it's two billion. billion. It, it ends up being like thirty million or something ridiculous. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, take the million. Just, only do, just do it on I'm the calculator impatient. and hit it thirty-one times. But Brenda, listen, do you regret your answer? <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> he looked at the yeah. phone like. Yeah. No, no. no. But listen, listen. Oh, yeah. The point. Million. The point of that lesson is not all you guys are thinking about is the money. And I'm just saying, like little little changes over time. That's what people should focus on. That's all you mm-hmm. need in life. And that's anybody great. It's like even this business. It's like yeah, I'm like oh yeah, in three years it'd be great to be here. Four years, I'm I'm in this for ten years. You guys are all gonna be stuck on this podcast set for ten fucking years. Mm. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> um, okay, so how do you? Uh, what do you do? What should you do when you notice your friend is severely depressed? And I maybe reverse the question to you. What do you think would have been nice while you're going through it? Or what has been nice when you're going through it? Hmm. I have to think. Someone else answer if they have it. What would you do? Yeah, what do you do when you notice your friend is severely depressed? It's tough because I felt like I've tried so many things where... I would go to their house every single day, drop off food, like eat with them, mm. like do everything. And they were still the same. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Like you, what do you want to do? Pay for your, you know, therapist? I think, I think you need to take them out of their elements. Like yeah. literally plan a trip somewhere. Don't let them know. I've done that. I've happen. done that. Yeah. For some reason, they, they have a good time and then they go back to it. And I'm just like, I don't think I'm... I'm not a professional, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could be there for you, but I think you should get professional help. And I had a friend that couldn't afford, you know, therapy. So I paid for her therapy sessions. Mm. And I still don't see a change. And I don't know, I don't know what to do. I mm-hmm. really don't. 
I mean, I think at the end of the day, no one can help anyone else in that regard. Not even a therapist or a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. It's like to get yourself out of these things, you have to take the initiative and you have to have your own mental gumption and desire to, to get out of these things or to fix situations. So like what I wish someone else would have done, there's really like nothing like to be honest, I would not like to be swept away on a weekend vacation. I'd be pissed, like, getting dragged out of the house for 48 hours. If I'm being honest, I guess I would just, like, appre- I guess I would have just appreciated if anyone could give me any tools possible to help me figure it out for myself. Because you can't figure it out for anyone. But I guess I would just, like, no one could have done anything for me. But if someone mm-hmm. would have said, like, um, or, like, if someone would have, I guess, forced me to come work out with them every day. It's like... You wouldn't be pissed? By default, no, I'd be, I'd be pissed. <laughs> but by default, I think that would just like mm. make things better. I think the root of most depressions are going to be some issues. And until those issues are solved, you'll always have that lingering depression or acceptance of the issues. One of the two has to happen, but I think it always like kind of roots at the issues. So it's like, you could never know that for your friend. You could mm-hmm. never know what the roots of their issues are. You can never know what's actually causing all this. So there's nothing you could really ever do except encourage them to do the work themselves, to figure out what that is and fix it. And if they're not willing to do it, you're not Captain Save-A-Ho. That's not, mm-hmm. not that they're hoes. Uh, you're, you're, it's not your job, right? Yeah. And people only change from when they want to do it themselves. Yeah. You can be, I mean, you did all the right things, right? You were there for them. You even tried to get them professional help. It's not enough, though. I, I, from yeah. what my experience, I was just like, I tried all of these things. I tried to do more. I even asked her, like, what, you know, what can I do for you? And her answer was always the same, like, nothing. You know, like, I, I don't know. I don't know, you know? Totally. So, and yeah, you need, you just need to have the, you need to actually decide yourself that you don't want this to be happening anymore. And it's not as easy as that, but that's the first step. Like, for me with quitting weed, I've tried to quit weed so many fucking times by taping all my weed shut or locking it in a box or throwing it all out. He's keeping it though. Yeah, yeah. 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 I taped it shut or I locked yeah. it in a box or I threw it all out. I'll no, give all my weed away. He, he's been keeping it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this guy's doing a lot <laughs> in order to stop it. And then I just keep ripping it open. No, but no, really. You can tape it up. You can hide it. You can throw it out. You can give all your weed away. But like you'll still always have that access and like friends around you will still always be smoking. Like I don't know what situation you guys are in, but for me, I still always had access to it. I could always buy more. Friends around me were always smoking, especially in LA. You can walk into any fucking store and buy weed. So it's really hard to quit just by access. Access isn't really, you can't like limit yourself. Like out of sight, out of mind is kind of true. But to an extent, when you want something, you'll figure out a way to get it. You'll find it. Like heroin addicts, bro, they have one fucking dollar, their last fucking dollar. In some way, they'll still find a way to get heroin because they just fucking need it. They'll do whatever. They'll literally suck something. Like they'll do whatever for the heroin. Until you... Uh, um, Experience, <clears throat> eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is until I mentally decided, like, okay, I really don't want to smoke weed anymore. I really can't do this anymore. It's horrible. It's detrimental to me. That's when it was not easy to quit, but made it a lot easier to quit when I finally mentally decided that I'm over it. So if you say, oh, I want to quit puffs, I want to quit puffs, but I'm, I'm going to stop buying them, but you still keep hitting all of your friends and shit and you still like it and all that. Like until you mentally decided, I don't want this. I'm over mm-hmm. this. I can't have this. That's like the first step. Mm-hmm. It's not about Maybe access. Maybe you could force like a traumatic experience with it. You know, like when you get right. food poisoning, Cigarettes. you don't want to eat that food anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you could like somebody, your, a friend could like replace it with like some 
disgusting like mm. poop liquid or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I told, I told you guys the attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine okay. if we can make 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 vapes that secretly the liquid is apatac and you yeah. hit it and you immediately get sick and throw up and people wouldn't know it still tasted like strawberry. Genius idea. Well, no, really, just you should just rip this until you throw up. If okay, you rip do. it until you no, throw that's up. We'll how do I, it like, I, wait, I told hey, this. everybody we're gonna watch Aaron quit a vape <laughs> live on the podcast. It. I don't want to do it. I don't want to quit. Yeah, not the second. I'm trying All right. To, okay, but listen. Put poop liquid in there. <laughs> no, I told this story last time I was on the podcast of how I quit cigarettes when I was in college yeah. by just chain smoking a shit ton until I vomited and then it was gross and I still cringe at the thought of cigarettes. So. Ooh. Give yourself a traumatic experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just thinking of like putting them in a simulated car crash. They, <laughs> they survive. Vape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sat out the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, not funny. <laughs> um, um, what's a good way to ask, ask for space from your partner when you're having a mentally bad day? Fuck off. Yeah, my partner's really understanding. First of all, she can pretty much tell. She's like, should I get out of here? But um, if I need to, I can just say, like, I need space. And she's like, got it. She'll say the same. That's really nice. I feel like some people might get upset when you tell them, like, I need space. They're like, why? You don't love me anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people do do that. Sure. So Communication I think- is key. Mm-hmm. She understands. I think mm-hmm. if she didn't understand why I needed space, it would be like, why? Mm-hmm. But the fact that she obviously completely understands the entire situation when I say I need space, she's like, I'm gone. Yeah. But um, I think communication is key. You can't you can't bottle up all your feelings and not communicate and then say, hey, I need space. People are going to think mm-hmm. something's She's up. She's like, I need space. She yeah. shows up in a Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> costume. <laughs> <laughs> I need space. You got space. Yeah, yeah. She's like, well, the universe. <laughs> Stephen Hawking rolls yeah. in. <laughs> she need space? Got- beep, beep. You got space. <laughs> well, what would be your tips? Same thing, it's just communication. You can't just blanketly say, mm. I need space, because then they're like, well, why don't you like me? Or, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's putting up a wall. Mm-hmm. Just mm. explain what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone says, I've been going through a lot and only been told once that I had deep depression at the age of 16. Now I'm 24 and have no idea what I'm doing with my life. I doubt everyone and I doubt everyone and I doubt everyone and everything. You got it, buddy. Is it? <laughs> Is it depression or did I become boring? That was my question. I submitted that one. That's yeah. good. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Um, that I is th- interesting. Yeah, I think that overall, like, like it almost kind of feels like a midlife crisis, right? It's like I don't. I think it is simply a part of growing up. Yeah. I think constantly as you grow up, your interests will change, and you'll begin to like things that you didn't used to like, and you'll begin to hate things that you used to like, and that concept is depressing. So it's like, if you grew up loving this Mm -hmm. artist, and now you're growing up and growing up, and you're like, damn, that shit's kind of childish, I actually liked that, but it's kind of depressing to feel yourself moving on, especially if it's something you really, really loved. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just part of growing up. The same way that you're sad that you don't like the same things anymore, you're gonna start to love new things that you never used to like, so. Just keep moving forward, I guess. Look look into new things. Don't Damn, linger. I like that answer. That was really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smart little man. You um, should start charging for these dollars. <laughs> oh, I do. I charge them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say. Cause what do I do if I'm surrounded by loved ones and still feel lonely? Brando? Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> he was like, have murderous thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> It'll Tie them up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, loved ones? Is that like family? Or what is, <laughs> what is Define loved just, ones. Just anyone that you love, no? That's basically what it is. Yeah, he still friend. can't compute. Right. He's, yeah. like, <laughs> he's turning red. Friends or family? People that you should feel comfortable around, but for some reason you still feel alone. I yeah, I'm not the person to ask for this. So <laughs> <laughs> is it because it's because they feel that's empty? a funny segment? Just asking Brando <laughs> a bunch of questions that don't apply to his life. I don't know if it doesn't like, apply. Uh, I think he just uh, hasn't processed it yet. He's like, it's like uh, he, he handles it, he handles me. his emotions in very different ways. I mean, that we can't <laughs> talk about on this podcast. Definitely, like the violence. Yeah. <laughs> definitely with my family. I wouldn't say I feel alone, but I don't feel like I'm part of the. Family. Family, so mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's similar. And then how would you deal with that was the question. Uh, how I've dealt with it is just retract myself even more. <laughs> but uh, now that there's now that my sister has a daughter, I'm like trying to get back in through that avenue because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the easiest way to go. So the kid doesn't talk. I thought you don't like kids. You like kids? No. He literally told me he doesn't like kids. and Yeah, but I have no beef. Like I have no... <laughs> He's like looking at it like we good now. It's like imagine, imagine yeah. okay, here here's a scenario. Imagine if not saying my family is a, an enemy, but like imagine if your enemy, a person you don't like, you saw them walking up, across the street and you pass them and they have like the cutest dog ever. The dog comes up to you and is like petting mm. you know, he wants you to pet it. You're gonna pet the dog and now it's like, oh mm-hmm. wait, we maybe have some common ground. Mm. Mm. Right? That's a great analogy. I was, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll pet a cute dog. Yeah, so if you're feeling lonely with your family, get a dog. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Dogs and babies always heal things, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, do you guys have... <laughs> do, do you all have tips on how to handle my depression while going through a divorce? Now, this one I have experience with. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? I don't know too much about Brando either. Don't, okay. I don't have any experience in this, but I have two friends that are literally going through this right now, mm-hmm. and they're on both ends of the spectrum. One got cheated on, and they ha- he has a kid with the that partner and is going through that, so he's the one that got the short end of the stick. The other one is cheating on the uh, cheated on his significant other. The person that got the short end of the stick, what I've really seen is just doing the really hard things to get the answers to figure it out. Spiritual journeys, trips with friends, Mm -hmm. therapist, reading different books, talking to other people that have gone through the experience. Like The person is just like really consistent on putting himself through that extra work to like come to terms with it or figure it out. And I'd say in, you know, and in the conversations with them, two to three months, it's like, you know, he's, he's, he's coping with it a lot better than the other guy. Mm-hmm. And the other guy is not putting in the work. And I just see it deteriorating him. And he's just falling back into the old habits. Even like slipping back into talking to the people that he shouldn't have been and whatnot. It's, it's just night and day. So back to what it is. It's like happiness and or just even just uh, even keel set mood takes work. 
And so that's what I would advise. Go, go, go get help. Go try everything. Mm. Totally. And I, I, I have a small piece of advice. If you're going through a divorce, if you have kids, like just focus on the kids too. like blame just, the kids, blame oh. the kids. Yeah. I'm just saying if you have kids in the divorce, just make, just try to make sure that, that it doesn't really impact their lives or like try to make it not seem too obvious or whatever. Cause mm. I don't know. I, I just have a lot of friends who will talk about stuff like that. And, and if you think you should get a divorce, like, don't stay together for the kids. Like, mm-hmm. if you need to be happy, do that for the kids. Like, whatever is best for the kids. Because I saw a funny TikTok. It was, like, showed, like, this, like, dirty, grimy, like, kind of pot smoker guy looking. And it was, like, he was depressed in a room. It was, like, people's parents. Like, people with parents who should have divorced. And it showed him, like, all mm-hmm. sad and upset. And then it showed, like, the, like, Jason Bateman, like, walking through, like, in a suit. And it was, and it was like, kids whose parents did divorce. Like, kids whose parents realized they were unhappy and divorced, like, for the better of their family. Double so Christmas presents. Double Christmas presents. So it's true. Like, don't stay together in a horrible, unhappy marriage and fight and all this shit in front of your kids and mm-hmm. show what a horrible family could be when you could just split up, be happy, mm-hmm. show your kids good lives. Because divorcing doesn't ruin a childhood. Like, I mm-hmm. have divorced parents since I was really young. I love both my dads very much. And he's going through depression. No, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, so right. I, mean, I don't know. No, Maybe no, stay I, together. I hundred, I hundred percent agree with you. Like, staying to staying with somebody that um, you just hate, you know, and you just want to divorce them. It's just you're gonna you're gonna act fake, and people could see right through that. Even your kids, probably, you know. Totally, so, yeah. kids see the fakeness the most. Mm-hmm. Is that an hour and a half? Yeah, that is an hour and almost an hour and a half. Okay, perfect. This is perfect time to. Yeah, down to close them. We can do the second episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, that is it. Or should we end on a different question? What about a happy question? What are three things you're grateful for? Mm, Thanksgiving episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's it. I think you should reiterate the... the uh... <clears throat> he cleared his throat. <laughs> reiterate the things that you said before that helped you or just uh, helped the compound effect. Oh, true. So that we uh, end on a positive note. Yeah, yeah. I think that ultimately anybody that's gone out there that's gone through depression, things like that, what what would you say would be a, a little quick lesson that you would give them? Tip. Yeah, I would say exercise for sure. Exercise is, I've never been in that situation, but exercise has definitely changed the outlook of each day that I have. Exercise also forces you to then eat healthy because you want to like continue to see your gains. And then also you're sleepy because you've just exercised. Um, I would just say learn how to just like depend on yourself or just like put more faith in yourself from from mm-hmm. everything we've talked about to the point where you can't help friends going through depression and you need to accept things on your own. So just um, look into yourself like and also like maybe feeling alone with your family like that question even like always remember it's always going to be you at the end of the day like you can have people really close to you significant others best friends at the end of the day it's always just going to be you sadly. So focus on yourself trust yourself listen to yourself. Heal that first, work out, eat, do what you got to do um, before you w- worry about relationships, connections, that. So just look, look within. <clears throat> Agreed with that. And just to piggyback off, agree with that 1000%. Nobody else is going to fix you of your problems, but there are people out there. There's resources, books, videos that can give you the tools so you can start practicing that. And then I would like to add my tip would be. Be very, very patient with yourself because these things take time. It could take you. I mean, you've been fighting it for two years and first it was like you didn't even know what it was and then you kind of clued in and then you kind of have started to try different things. So it could, and even if it is two years and that sounds daunting to you, it's like two years 
across your entire life is nothing, nothing. So, and again, compound effect. Just because you you may feel like, oh, I started down here and then I get out depression two years later and I'm only here. But in reality, it's like with those new skills, you start to it, hockey sticks. You'll be a much happier person. It like compounds over the next four years. So be patient with yourself. It's exponential. It's exponential. not linear. So. Yes. My tip, you were going to end it on. My turn. <laughs> My tip is to um, don't feel bad for yourself. I feel like when people feel uh, like kind of victimize themselves or just like just feel bad for themselves, they just put themselves down more, you know? And, you know, don't feel bad for yourself. This is cliche, but think happy thoughts, I guess, you know, be more optimistic. I, it's hard. It's hard, I know. But then I found that to be very helpful because, yeah, just look. Look for the good. Like, no matter what, I know I got this juicy ass. Nobody can take that from me. I'm crying, but you know, juicy ass for sure. <laughs> <laughs> At least I have you ever seen that meme? It's like, it's like, it, it, it'll be like some like person on Twitter, like a hot influencer girl, like complaining about a problem and people be in the comments, but like, why sad? You have a juicy <laughs> ass. Yeah. yeah. Well, that concludes the episode. Hopefully, uh, yeah, for anybody out there that's sad, hopefully this made you a little happier. You're not alone. Yeah, and if you are going through it, yeah, if you find a find a find hit up Aaron. Aaron can give you all of the No, I'm just kidding. Don't text me. Yeah. <laughs> he don't care about you. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, oh. Last word. <laughs> goodbye as he's waving goodbye. Make sure you like and subscribe. That helps us greatly, especially on the audio platforms. DMs, comments, text it to our numbers, submit it on our website. Everything will pop up on the screen. And continue to drink Nectar Hard Seltzer. It's just delicious. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye. Wow. You really got all the way to the end. I really like that you did that. But since you're here, might as well like and subscribe and leave a comment on who's got the nicer hair. We're also giving away $50 every week to the funniest review of our podcast. All you got to do is leave a review that'll make us giggle, screenshot it, and then text the number on the screen, and you're automatically entered for a chance to win. Also, that's a real number, so you can just text us when you're lonely, you need a date to prom, or if you're looking for hot single moms in your area, text us. I'm Utak. I'm Jeremy. And, and we're, we're under the influence. Ah ha ha. Oh.